The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Welcome, PCA. Welcome. Our God is awesome, amen. You are worthy, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. Do that again. Oh. Yours, yours forever. Oh. 
us with his right hand, his righteous right hand. He tells us to fear not. He's the one who helps us. We can lean on him. Amen. Amen. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the ever 
the words of this song you may or may not know what was going on at the high school today that um, they caught some kids one who had a gun and they went on lockdown for a while and I'm just so thankful that God was there in the situation that you know as far as we know no one was hurt no no shots fired um, and they they caught the person or the people who were doing it and who were the threat and I'm just really thanking God because it could have been a, like a Columbine thing here in Ponca City. And so we really need to just thank our Lord today. He is so, so awesome. And then Mr. Doug, our faithful guitarist over there, one of our faithful guitarists, he had a migraine tonight and we prayed for him and we specifically said at 534 in the name of Jesus, we're believing that Doug is healed and and a few minutes later he came walking in the door with no pain and so our God is awesome amen he is just working on all kinds of things and we just need to remember he is working for us God you say if we wait for you you will renew our strength we will mount up with wings like eagles. We'll run and we'll not be weary. We'll walk and not faint. Lord, I just need you. I just need you. Presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, for blessings, no, no, Jesus, you don't owe me anything, more than anything that you can do, I just want you. When I've just gone through the motions, I'm 
just sang another song Take me back to where we start I open up my heart to you Oh Lord, I'm sorry I'm sorry When I came with with my agenda I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Nothing else will do I just want you 
nothing else and nothing else nothing else will do I just want you nothing else and nothing else Jesus nothing else will do
Oh Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Lord, renew my thoughts. Refresh my soul. Restore my joy. Remind me of your truth. Remind me of your greatness, God. Oh, I just want you and nothing else. And nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you and nothing else. Nothing else, Jesus, nothing else will do. I just want you. And nothing else, and nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, beautiful Jesus. Oh, I want you, Lord. Nothing else will do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe you've been touching hearts. I know you've touched mine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just pray that you will continue to work in this service tonight that we will be broken before you, that we will be open for whatever you have in store for us, God, that you'll heal hearts and minds and restore joy, refresh our souls. Remind us of your truth, Lord, and your greatness. I thank you, Lord. I praise you and I bless you, God. You are worthy of all our praise. Amen, amen, amen. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. I was thinking while we were worshiping, this could have been a whole different kind of service today. Yes. And then I thought, I wonder how many more people would be in church. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? We should come to church because he has protected us and he Amen. has blessed us and he is our great mm, provider. Good. I'm so thankful that he did take care of our children and our Amen. workers. My, my daughter-in-law works at the high school. You know, you get that text. I got that text that said they were on lockdown. There was someone there with a gun. First thing I did was just drop to my knees and just said, God, take care of them protect yes, them Lord. and he did thank you, and thank you father thank you father that we're in a greater service than we could have been in Amen. now's our time to worship the lord in our tithes and offering we have lots of ways that you can give um, you can give tonight in the service when our ushers come you can give out in the foyer at the kiosk it takes debit cards and credit cards and if it's the first time you've used it please enter your first and last name you can also give on our website, 
pcachurch.com. You can also text to 1-844-390-2401. And you can also give on the app. And if you don't have the app, please go to your app store or your Play Store. Search for PCA Church. Download the app. Answer affirmatively. And then you will have the app. And it's not only good for giving, but it also keeps up with all the things that we're doing, things that are happening. We've got lots of good things coming uh, we have our Christmas production that we're going to be doing. So if you have not signed up to be involved in the Christmas production, please do so. It's going to be Bethlehem night that we did year before last. It was a great success, and we, we know God's going to bless it, and it's going to be a great success again. Well, ushers, if you will come. The Lord tells us if we are faithful, he will be faithful to us, Amen. and he will keep the devourer away from our door That's he right. proved that today Amen. he proved that today and we need to bless him and honor him with our tithes and our offering father we thank you lord for who you are we thank you for your blessings and your mercies and we thank you for your faithfulness to us lord thank you for your protective hand upon all of our families and children that were in that school today god thank you father thank you father for all those that were in charge and that came into place and that took charge of the situation. Thank you, Father, for wisdom and guidance and direction, protection. And Lord, I ask God that you would just minister tonight, bless this offering, multiply it, that it would meet all the needs of our community, Father, that we will be blessed and that we can use it to reach out and touch our community, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the giver, press down, shaken together and running over. And Lord, I pray for my, our pastor tonight. Give him a double portion of your anointing, Father. Prepare every heart, mind, and soul to receive your word. Those that are here and those that are listening, through live stream, God, touch them, that you have a word for them. And Lord, we'll be so very careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Stand with me tonight. You can give better when you're standing up. I remember a time whenever there was an offering taken up and I was a kid. The evangelist said, take your wallets out and hand it to your neighbor and see how generous your neighbor thinks you ought to be in the offering. I remember that with all my heart. But nobody has cash anymore, do they? So we can't do that. So stand with me tonight. Take your Bibles and lift them up with me. Repeat this after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, thank you today for watching over all our kids. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. If you would have had our phone app today, you would have gotten a push to pray for our high schools. Um, and uh, thank God that um, God watches over us, watches over our kids. And um, I don't know what has happened in our society that kids need to go to school with guns. But maybe we need a revival in our churches again, right? Because whenever you lose a life, there's no restore, restart, start again button. I think our kids have gotten desensitized with games. And so whenever you die, you just start over. That doesn't happen in real life. And so tonight, uh, continue. Pray for our kids every day, teachers, all of the workers, the bus drivers, all the people that are involved. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Judges chapter 7. The title of my message tonight is this, Broken. 
broken. Judges 7, 1 through 7 says this. Early in the morning, Jeruel Baal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands, or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. Wow. 22,000. 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there's still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. Don't you love it when God thins us out? If I say this one shall go with you and he shall go, but if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneeled down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. Can you imagine? 32,000 men strong in an army. And God says you have too many. Because if you win the battle, you're going to boast, Look what we did. We did it with our own hands. What a mighty victory we had. So he said, if you're fearing trembling, let them go. 22,000 people left. So I'm kind of equating uh, Gideon to, let's just call him Pastor Gideon tonight. Pastor Gideon. I mean, he's got a church of 32,000. That's a great sized church, isn't it? But then he says, if you really are fearful of the enemy, uh, you can leave. 22,000 left. Wow. He would begin to think, well, I don't have too, too, much, too good of a church. Uh, he didn't have too good of an army if 22,000 of them were shaking in their boots before they ever even started the war. And then God says, you still have too many. What? We only have 10,000 left. He goes, oh, that's way too many men for the battle. Because if you, again, go with 10,000, you're going to think it was Gideon's war strategy that won it out. It was his intellect. It was his planning that won. And so God says, if they kneel down, send them home. But if they take the water, cup it in their hand and lap from it, those are the ones that will stay. And 300 stayed. 300 out of 32,000. That's not even a tithe. A tithe would have been 3,200. God's working with less than 1% of an army. Why? Because God wants to make sure that when God gives the Midianites to them, God is the one who is praised. I think sometimes in your life and my life, God has a strategy for warfare for us. God has a strategy for war and it's not like ours is. If I were Pastor Gideon, I'm thinking 32,000 is not enough. Because if you read this chapter, you're going to find out that the enemy had camels that numbered like the sands of the sea. That's a lot more than 32,000. So they're already outnumbered by the enemy. And then God says, wait a minute, the strategy that I have, you have too many warriors. How many of you know that God has often had crazy strategies for war? In another instance... 
we find in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, here's God's strategy for war in this situation. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. They were to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Now get it. You've got the army. God keeps them this time. But he says, no, no, no. We're not going in with swords and shields and spears. We're going in with all the choir first. How many of you think I might not be a choir member that day? I don't think I'm a singer. Can you sing? Ba, ba, ba. I can't carry a note. I'm sorry, but... I mean, come on, right? We're going to put you up front going against the enemy? And so here's what happens, verse 22. And when they began to sing to praise, the Lord does what? The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Wow. God has a strategy for war in your life and my life. We have an enemy. And sometimes it feels like the enemy outnumbers us. Sometimes it feels like we're surrounded by the enemy, that everywhere we go in life, we've got problems. I mean, today in the high school here, there was also a young man at the high school in Newkirk that had a gun, and both of them had plans. But God, I believe, set up some ambushments so that it did not happen. In our warfare in our lives, God makes sure that we do not have intellect enough that says, look what I did. If you just do what I do, then you will win the war in your life. Because look at my intellect. Well, look at my planning and my strategy. Because if you do one, two, and three, you're going to win every time. And God says, that's not the way I do life. I do life to where you cannot get my glory. I am the one who gets the glory. I am the one who fights for you. I am the one who takes your battles. And I am the one who wins them. So don't you dare take my glory from me. You understand that I am the one fighting, not you. I'm the one fighting. And so here's what, um, here's what the, the, the plan is. You've got 300 men. Pastor Gideon's really nervous. And here's what God does. He said, Pastor Gideon, let me show you what I'm doing on the other side. So the night before, Pastor Gideon sneaks into the encampment of the enemy and he hears about a dream. And one of the other soldiers is talking about a dream that he had. And he said, I've dreamed that there was a barley loaf that came down and destroyed us. And that barley loaf is Gideon. And fear began to tremble throughout all the enemy. And when Gideon heard that, he's like, you know what? God, I think we can win this war. So he goes back and he says, okay, we got 300 guys. I want 100 over here, 100 here, and 100 over there. Uh, take your swords, throw them down. What? Yeah, take your swords, put them down. We're not using your shields, put them down. Spears, put them down. Bows and arrows, put them down. We're not going to be using any kind of weapons. Wait, what? Yeah, I think I'm beginning to fear and tremble. Now, I should have left with the 22,000. No, we're not going to use any weaponry because this war, we're using God's strategy. He said, so here's what God has said to do. We're going to get a pitcher. We're going to put a torch in the pitcher. That's going to be in one hand. And in the other hand, 
A sword? No. A spear? No. A trumpet? What? A trumpet? A pitcher and a torch and a trumpet. And that's how we're going to win this war? He goes, yeah. hundred of you go this way. hundred of you go this way. hundred of you go this way. Now, when it becomes about the second changing of the guard in the watch tonight, you're going to hear me shout. And when I shout, that is the signal. Now, what we don't understand a lot of times is that trumpet is very important. The trumpet in the Old Testament was always the sound, the sound that came just before God did something for Israel. Every time God would do something miraculous, it was the sound of the trumpet that announced God's miraculous. And so they have these trumpets and they're made out of silver, one piece of silver. Can you imagine? And they have this trumpet and they have this pitcher and they have a torch in it. And he's told them that at the right time, I want you to respond to my shout. Can you imagine the men that night? Because they didn't get to go to the enemy camp. Can you imagine the men sitting around going, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. He wants us to do what? We're going to be destroyed. We're going to be the laughing stock of nations to come, generations to come. You went after an army that was like the numbers of the sands of the sea with 300 men and a trumpet and a pitcher? What were you thinking? What kind of general is Gideon? I can imagine all the murmurings because there's been times in my life as a pastor that God has spoken something into my heart. And I share it with the people of the church. And you can see all of them like, wait, what? We're supposed to do what? We're going to do this? What? I remember different challenges to our churches. Every time the church would come back and go, Pastor, we can't do that. It's just a small group of us. We can't do that. And I say, with God, all things are possible. If one can put to flight a thousand, two, ten thousand. See, you've got to understand that uh, we've got to do things God's way. We've got to do things God's way. And so God has this way of doing things. And tonight I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Because sometimes you feel outnumbered. Sometimes you feel like, am I doing what God wants me to do? Because this is crazy. I want to encourage you because at the second changing of the guard, here's what happened. Gideon shouted. When he shouted, the men broke the vessel, the pitcher, the torch lit up the night, and they sounded the trumpet. The enemy was asleep. They were alarmed and awakened. And the Bible says they were so fearful because they looked around them and they said, we are surrounded by the enemy. And they were so turned in their minds as to what was going on that they killed each other. And Gideon and those 300 men never had to lift a sword. All they had to do was go in and for days... Reap the plunder of victory and the spoils of victory because God had given them the victory. You see, sometimes we're in battles and God just says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray. Pray? No, I need to do something. 
Here's, here's what I'm going to do. No, you need to pray. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I need you to fast. What? Pray and fast? That's not going to work. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I need to do something. I need to go tell somebody something. I need to go get something done. I, I need action. And God's going, no, you need obedience. And you need to learn how to be broken. You need to learn how to be broken. Because if you're not going to break, my light will never shine through you. We can be surrounded by darkness, but guess what? The greater the darkness, the brighter the light. So if, you, if you're at a job and you're the only Christian there, praise God, your light's going to be super bright in the middle of all the darkness. If you're a student and you're the only student that's a Christian, praise God, because your light's going to be brighter. Wherever you are, if you go to a family reunion, you're the only Christian in your family, praise God, be broken. When you get broken, that's when God's light shines through and the enemy cannot handle the light of God. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1 that light always overcomes darkness. Always. The enemy will become fearful and turn upon itself. And you don't have to do anything. There's been so many times in my life the enemy has come against me and I want to do something. Accusations have been brought against me. Words have been said about me. And I'm thinking, man, I need to defend myself and defend my wife, defend my kids, whatever it may be. And God says, be still. I don't want to be still. Come on. I'm working. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I'm doing some things. And then when I allow God to let me be broken. You see, when you're broken in the presence of God, His light shines. The Word of God says, a broken and a contrite heart, I will in no wise cast out. Yeah. We've got to be broken. We've got to have that vessel that'll break. I remember a, an evangelist when I was a little kid preaching on this passage. And I remember him saying this. If it won't break, don't bring it. If you cannot be broken in the presence of God, then you're not going to be of any real use to God. We've got a lot of people who want to be pretty vessels. God's not interested in pretty vessels. God's interested in a vessel that will be broken in His presence. Where tears begin to fall out of your face. Where your passion begins to cry out in the presence of God. God, I don't know what to do. Lord, I'm outnumbered. I don't have a plan. I don't have a strategy. My intellect is not enough to get me out of this situation. I don't know what to do. And God says, hey, do nothing because I just want your light to shine in darkness. I just want you to be broken. I want in the middle of all this, you begin to lift a shout of praise unto me. Even when the battle hasn't been won, I want you to sound an alarm to the enemy that, hey, you may come against me, but I come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come against you with praise and worship. Why? God inhabits the praises of his people. And when we shout, the enemy gets all mad. What are you shouting about? I've got you defeated. I've got you surrounded. No, you don't. You look around, man. There's more of us than you think here. God is with me. God is for me. God's going to fight for me. God's going to set an ambushment against you. And you don't even know it yet, but you're already defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. But you've got to be broken. You've got to be broken. I've known some people that were so hard-hearted they couldn't get broken. 
so calloused up, so cynical, so critical. I mean, everything in the church, they're critical about it. Everything in the church, well, that won't work, I'll tell you what. And then some people, well, I'll tell you what, if I was the preacher, I'd be doing it this way. Don't you think Brother Gideon had some people like that? Well, if I was Pastor Gideon, I wouldn't be doing it like this. I'll tell you what, I'd have kept 32,000, went and got some more from another nation, and they would have helped us. No, but Pastor Gideon's following the Word of God. God's talking to Gideon. God's not talking to the rest of the army. God's talking to Gideon. And sometimes God will be talking to you, and he's not talking to anybody else. He's talking just to you. And he says, listen, you've got to do things my way. You've got to be broken. Your vessel is surrounded, but you've got to be broken. We can resist God's strategy in our life. And we can get hard and we can get calloused and we can say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Bless God. You ever had somebody like that? Yeah. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the the reins. I'm going to take charge of this situation. You can resist God's strategy, but we need to be broken and submit. God has a strategy. God has God's math. How many know that? God's math does not equal my math. I love math. I love problems. I love equations. I I love the process. But whenever you go with God, His math does not equal my math. God says 300 is greater than 32,000. God's math is so different. Why? Because He looks for people to be broken. Pastor Gideon had to let the people know, hey, it's not my strategy. I mean, whenever he's talking about this later, it's not my strategy. This was God's strategy for war. What did you do, Gideon? I shouted. What else? That was it. That's it. You didn't have any other plans and people hiding and camouflage and the 32,000 really didn't go home. You had them. No. It was really just 300 of us. But God fought for us. God's math. You know, it it doesn't work in tithing. Try to figure that out. How does tithing work? I don't know. But I know that tithing works. God takes, I give him 10% of the 100% he gives me. You know what? God takes even just 1% of that and works with it. And a lot of times God blesses me back more than the 10% I give. It's amazing. I believe it's like that wilderness thing. God lets your clothes last longer. He lets your cars last longer. He lets everything last longer so it doesn't cost you money. I mean, God just does incredible things in your life. Why? Because it's God's math. It's God's math. I just told you earlier, God's math says one plus the, plus the flight a thousand. Two, well, that should be 2,000. No, it's 10,000. What? God's math is exponential. It's not addition. It, it, it cubes it, it quadruples it, it doesn't stay the same. And in your life and my life, God's blessings, when we are obedient and we become broken, His math works. And all Gideon could do was say, look what God did. And all I can do in my life is say, look what God did. I didn't do this. God did it. You mean you can take just a few people and do all of this for God? Absolutely. When they are willing to be broken. Everybody had to be broken. 
You couldn't have one person going, I'm not breaking this pitcher because I like it and I'm going to drink some water out of it tomorrow. No, no. When David shouted obedience, I'm broken. Let my light shine. Let me shout praise unto God. Let me sound the alarm to the enemy. God is about to do something in my life. Wow. God's math. Because if you have God's strategy and God's math, number three, you're going to have God's glory. God's glory. I have tried most of my life to figure it out. I think God loves analytical people. How many of you are analytical people here tonight? It has to make sense to your brain, right? I'm an analytical thinker. If one plus one equals two, then in every situation that has to be truth. But in God's math, it doesn't work that way. In God's math, as long as he has a church that is willing to be broken, not my will, but thy will be done. Not my plans, but your plans be done. Not my strategy, but your strategy be done. Not what I think my intellect says to me, but God, what are you saying? What does your word declare? What are you speaking I want to hear you. I want you to tell me what I am to do in this situation. Because God does every situation different. In one instance, send the singers out. Then the army. In the next situation, send the army home. Let's just have some guys with a pitcher and a torch and a trumpet. What? God sends fire down from heaven on Mount Carmel. That doesn't supposed to happen because everything's saturated in water. That's not going to work. God is constantly messing with man's analytical thinking. And then in the New Testament, he says this. If you want to be first, be last. What? If you're first, you're first. No, if you're first, you're last. If you want to be last, then be first. Are you kidding? My head's hurting right about now, figuring this out. God doesn't want you to figure it out. I want you to listen to me now. God doesn't want you to figure it out. God wants you to be obedient. And God wants you to be willing to be broken. I'll do what you want me to do. You want me to shout? I'll shout. I don't care what people think. You want me to weep and cry in the marketplace? I'll do it. I don't care what people think. I just want God to win the battles in my life. That's all I want. And I want God to get all the glory. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Pastor Gideon, he never really fought another battle like this one. So I want to say it again. If your vessel won't break... Don't bring it. Won't do any good. Only bring what you're willing to break. Only bring what you're willing to break. Because he's the potter, he can make a new pitcher. But you got to let your light so shine among men. And sometimes in the, in the workplace, it's hard 
not to take things in your own hands. It's hard not to say something back or do something back. And then you want to use the Bible and here's what the Word of God says, Pastor. The Word of God says this, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That'll probably be a meme somewhere of me doing that and they'll take that and do something different with it. But we cannot let the enemy intimidate us. Pastor Gideon, you're the barley loaf. I think tonight the enemy ought to be very afraid of you. He may think you've got you outnumbered. He may think that he's got you intimidated, but he doesn't know who's fighting for you. Stand with me tonight. God's strategy for your life, not yours. God's math for your life, not yours. And God's glory for your life, not your glory. Father, tonight, help us to be willing to be broken. A lot of times, pride comes in. Says, I'm not going to be broken. I'm not going to let this happen. I, I'm not going to let them get away with this. I'm not going to let this or that. And, and God says, wait a minute, I got a strategy. Just, just hold on. If God is for you, who can be against you? You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Just let me take care of it for you. You just stay broken. You let your light shine. You praise me. You shout. You give me the glory. Because I want everybody to know it wasn't you, it was me. I want God to get all the glory in my life. I want God to get the glory in your life. And I want God to get all the glory in this church. Father, we can do nothing without you. But with you, all things are possible. We thank you for your word tonight. Help it find a place in our hearts this week. So that God, we can be broken in your presence. We can weep and we can cry and we can call out to you. And you will hear us and you will answer us. We give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Amen and amen. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Evening, And thank you for not going to the bonfire tonight, for resisting the bonfire and being in here. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Sunday. God bless. Oh, people are like, oh, there's a bonfire? What? <laughs>